You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So this past week, we've watched as the Vice President of the United States, and instead of dealing with maybe the southern border crisis or maybe any of that stuff about Americans left behind in Afghanistan, nope, nope, she's working on trying to prevent Governor Newsom in California from getting a big recall. Focus on that recall, right? I mean, that's that's been pretty formidable. I don't think he'll get recalled, but uh, I think it draws attention to a lot of crazy stuff going on in California. I was watching uh, a little bit of German in Venice, one of my favorite YouTube channels, because he he provides just a pretty much straight up, all right, this is what we're doing. City of Venice is cleaning out homeless encampments that have proliferated because, yeah, they just have. And um, they've gone from clearing the boardwalk for Venice. I really like Venice Beach. It's a cool area. I mean, the whole Muscle Beach thing, that's just cool. Right now, as of yesterday, they were cleaning out the kind of the back alley on the backside of the Gold's Gym there, famous Gold's Gym. Man, people just people have generators set up, just all kinds of stuff. These enormous tents. City is just going through and cleaning house. Literally just, yep, you're all out of here. Boom, gone. Tough to see people get displaced, but then again, you know, you can't live on the sidewalk. You got to go somewhere. So we've got, so talking about the whole Newsome recall, we've got a recall going on in Seattle and it's our famous city council member, Shama Sawant, or should I say infamous, because she does a little stuff that people are like, "Hmm, I don't think so. Got a recall going. She even signed the recall campaign to try and get herself and tried to have some of her people get some more more signatures in there so it will go on the November ballot. We're going to talk about that. Talk about that in a second. We're also going to talk about a bonus incident that happened in Seattle that I think you're going to enjoy. People are saying, ah, this is a lot like CHOP. Ah, we're not having it. Ah, just a single incident. We're going to talk about that. Before we do, um, before I jump on in, if you're new here, welcome. My name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies. And despite being from Seattle, some say that I bring a reasonable approach to reading the news. Let's do this. Okay. Shama Sawant recall campaign turns in signatures, sets sights on winter vote. We've got a vote coming up. By we, I mean the residents of Seattle and Shama Sawant's district, who it seems like want to get her out of there. Because she's done some shenanigans. She really pulled some stuff that I don't think, you know, I don't think most other city councils would stand for. The campaign recall, seeking to recall city council member Shama Sawant has officially turned in its signatures into King County elections. The campaign says it submitted 16,234 signatures following a months-long contentious back and forth between the recall and Shama Solidarity, the group operating in support of Sawant. They've, uh, Sawant's campaign against the recall has raised like 600-something thousand dollars. The one that's doing the recall, they've raised about the same. So just incredible amounts of money to try and get a politician out of office. So what we're doing, we're now one step closer to holding council members who want accountable. Recall campaign manager Henry Bridger said in a news release, after seeing her ignore the laws that hold our elected officials accountable, District 3 voters are sending a clear message. It's time to recall Savant. Sawant blames this on Republicans and wealthy billionaires. 
none of which are running the campaign. But you know, you can just throw out words and your optics are okay, this 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 is gonna look better. People are gonna they're gonna want to keep me in office if I just say a bunch of stuff. What are you talking about? The recall petition leaves four primary allegations against Want. And we've talked about these before. This is nothing new, but this is kind of an update podcast to, hey, this might really happen. The Sawant endangered city employee, uh, Sawant, this is the first one, she endangered city employees by admitting hundreds of protesters into city hall hours, into city hall after hours in June of 2020 during that whole chop thing. So we've got a uh, an area of Seattle, a six block area of Seattle that's unmanned by police. It just got taken over by Black Lives Matter and Antifa. What could go wrong there? Maybe a couple of shootings, you know, just you know how that story went. Not good. Got cleared out July 1st. During that time period, she opened up City Hall, even though they were in the heart of the pandemic. I mean, it's still raging. People weren't supposed to be going to any of this stuff. And yet, you know, leadership here in the state of Washington basically said, you know, if you guys are protesting, we're good with that. I mean, the, the Rona won't get you if, if you're peacefully protesting. You know, we, we'll look the other way and I'm, I'm sure you'll be okay. It's outside and you're wearing masks. But for people who want to have a church service outside, that's a hard no-go. That's a no siree. We're not accepting that. Protesters. You guys are okay. That's the first thing she did. She led a bunch of knuckleheads into City Hall after hours at night. All right. Second thing, she violated city hiring rules by giving decision-making authority to the socialist alternative. Mm. She delegated some of her power to her socialist agenda, the socialist alternative. Not good. And that's illegal, right? You can't do that. She misused council resources to promote a ballot initiative in early February. Mm. Granted, it wasn't a lot, and she paid, I think, a fine of like 3500 bucks. But she wasn't following the rules. She's breaking the law. Fourth thing she did, this is one of the ones that I have a big problem with, letting people into City Hall, not good. This one, really not good. I think just on this one alone, you should boot her. She led a protest, and you might say, ah, the mayor deserved it. Hold on. She led a protest to Mayor Jenny Durkin's home, the location of which is protected under state confidentiality laws. They graffitied up a bunch of stuff. Not good. You can't lead a protest on somebody who's under federal protection because she's a former federal prosecutor. And it's the mayor. What are you thinking there? Oh, people are really going to respect me for this one. This is really good. This is what we do in Seattle. And that's literally how that went. Bunch of jokers marched on the mayor's house. Not good. Next, King County elections will work to ensure that at least 10,739 of the 16,000 plus signatures submitted by the recall are verified from District 3 voters. All right. So we got 16,000 something plus. We need 10 7. We need 10-7-3-9. That's what we need. And that constitutes 25% of the total votes cast in the last election for the district's council seat in 2019. That process will likely take between two and four weeks. All right. So we are, I'm recording this. This came out yesterday. Like this story came out on Wednesday, a couple of days ago. 
we're call it the 10th of, of September now. So, you know, October-ish, they'll have these voted or these counted. Um, I mean, it could it could happen in, in by the end of September, but more than likely early October, right? If the requisite signatures are verified, then King County elections has between 45 to 90 days to hold the actual recall vote. While there isn't a hard deadline to get on in on, on the one election, there are significant time constraints surrounding the signature validation process. That includes building the recall into the voters pamphlet, translating the recall language into Chinese, Korean, Spanish, and Vietnamese, printing the ballots, and then finally sending them out to the US Postal Service for distribution. Got a lot going on. And there's a big timeline to do this. So this is happening. And from the sounds of it, pretty likely going to happen. Not the recall necessarily, because who knows about these voters in Shamasawant's district? I mean, they're, they're a little different folks. But even the different folks are saying, yeah, she's a no-go. So there's enough reasonable people who are taking offense at what Shamasawan's doing in even a, you know, fairly liberal district. The stuff that goes on over there, just nutty. If a previously scheduled election does fall in that 45 to 90 day window, King County elections would target that date for a recall vote. So we've got a general election in November. We're not going to make that. Shamasawan was literally campaign, campaigning to try and push this recall vote to happen in the general election, because her theory was the more people that show up, the less specific it is, because only people who are wanting the recall to happen are going to vote is her point. Well, that might be. So she literally signed the recall and was having her people stump for signatures to try and move it along, get it on the November ballot instead of sometime in early 2022. So if there is no existing election in that period, they would look at the election calendar and try to find a date that doesn't have a ton of overlap with an already scheduled election. With a winter, winter special election, the most likely date for a potential recall vote, Sawant's uh, uh, supporters have already begun organizing a get out the vote campaign, having set up tables across District 3, asking residents to sign a card pledging to commit to mobilizing three friends, family members, or co-workers to vote against the effort. They're just really going hard. So um, yeah, Shama Sawant says, uh, we're trying to get it on November, couldn't do that. It's going to happen sometime in early uh, 2022, uh, the actual vote, because it's 45 to 90 days after they... Uh, they count up the votes could happen anytime in there. This will be a really interesting one to see if this one goes through. Because Seattle's pretty hardcore liberal, right? And but Shama Sawant, she's even a little further left of there. So what's going to happen? I think she gets recalled. I do. I think she gets recalled. That would be really interesting. We'd have a we'd have a handful of podcasts on that. We dissect it from every single angle. We take all the quotes and we'd blow those up and whew, yeah, tough, tough beans for the Solomon Swant recall campaign. She got recalled, recalled. I hope that happens. We'll see. Don't know. All right. 
that's enough. That's a quick update. So that's what we're doing there. Here's a second. Here's the bonus article, right? This is an incident that happened, I think, yesterday on Capitol Hill. Think right by CHOP. That's where this is. Broadway. Happened on Broadway. Posse on Broadway by Sir Mix-a-Lot back in the day. Yeah, it's that Broadway. It's that one. Jimi Hendrix statue is there. There's a Dick's drive-in. Go get a bag of Dick's. I mean, I don't know what you're thinking, but it's a bag filled with Dick's hamburgers. They're really good. There's one going in here in Bellevue. That's not good. That's too close to me. They're tasty, but they are not good for you. As most fast food isn't, but that's why it's tasty. And open up your window and they hand it to you and you're like, yes, got some poison for the day. Hostile crowd forms in Seattle's Capitol Hill during suspects arrest. Are you shocked by this? No, I'm not either. But we're going to read it because it kind of points out how ridiculous this area of Seattle has become. Seattle police officers faced a hostile crowd as they tried to arrest a suspect who fought with officers. Was he fighting for his freedom? Was he fighting for his civil rights? What was he fighting for? Let's find out. Shortly after 8 p.m. Wednesday, a bystander, just a dude on the street, hey, officer, can you come over here? Why was he saying that? Why, why would he direct an officer over? He had directed a, a flag down uh, officers about a man who was asleep at the wheel of his running car, mm, which was blocking traffic in the 200 block of Broadway in the Capitol Hill neighborhood. That's, that's the western border of Chop. That's what it is, right? You got a dude asleep at the wheel of a car on a majorly busy street. Hey, uh, can you guys go check out that guy? He's blocking traffic. He's, he, he's asleep. Officers said they believe the man was intoxicated. Not shocking, right? He was intoxicated and asked him to get out of the car. I mean, as you do, if you're law enforcement and you've got somebody asleep at the wheel on a busy street, what's your first step? Hey, would, would you just mind just pulling down the street into a parking lot and we'll work with you there? No. Hey, knucklehead, get out of the car. We can smell you from here. When I, when I heard that he was asleep, I was thinking maybe the guy nodded off from a little heroin action. All right, but sounds like he's intoxicated. Officers said they believe the man was intoxicated. They asked him to get out of the car, as you do, in a stop like this. I would imagine. I'm no police officer, but it, doesn't that seem reasonable? Doesn't that seem common sense? All right, sir, we're going to need you to get out of the car. Did the man get out of the car and comply and just go along with the whole arrest? Hmm. The man complied, but when officers tried to arrest him for suspicion of DUI, he tried to run away and he fought with officers. <sighs> Why would you run away when there's a bunch of cops there? Well, because you're drunk and you're not too bright. That's what's going on, right? You're drunk and you've probably got something on your record that you get another DUI, trips that, parole, whatever. You get where I'm going. This this guy's not the he's not the sharpest tool in the shed, right? So he tries to run away, run away, and then and then he's gonna fight the police officers. I know I'm a little drunk. I know I was driving my car drunk. I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna man fist my way out of this one. I'm gonna battle with the officers because I'm just gonna go down in flames on this one. 
Oh, what she did. All right. So you got a guy drunk in his car, stopped on a busy intersection, on a busy street. He's, he's going to get arrested. He tries to run away. And then he fights the cops. Mm. Interesting. Any of those actions, do those warrant support by people standing by? I, I don't think so. After a struggle, officers were able to put him in handcuffs. This guy's really fighting against the cops. This guy at this point in time, he is not a model citizen, right? During the arrest, a hostile crowd of several dozen people gathered on both sides of the street. Why? Why are you hostile? The guy is clearly in the wrong. The police are doing something called public safety. Officers called for backup because of this hostile crowd. They also summoned Seattle fire medics because the suspect said he couldn't breathe. All right. So you send in a medic. Let's see. The guy, guy says he can't breathe. All right. We'll bring a medical expert in and we'll see, see what's going on. Guy claims this. Keep in mind that he was able to breathe just fine when he was drunk and asleep in his car. He was breathing then. He was still alive. When he was running from the cops, I would assume he wasn't holding his breath. All right, and anyway, he's fighting with the police officers. I, I would tend to believe he was also breathing quite well, probably quite heavily at that point. Because when you fight with the police officers, you know, you're going to need some extra oxygen. The medics arrived and they examined the man. They determined he did not need additional medical attention. Oh, okay. So they called his bluff. Nah, you're okay. You're all right. You're pretty drunk. You're making bad decisions and your life isn't going to go in the right direction if you keep this up. However, you, you don't need medical attention. Police said that because the man continued to be aggressive, they decided it would be safest to strap him to a gurney in order to take him to the hospital, which is usually done by private ambulance. So you've got a guy that's out of control and you got a bunch of knuckleheads on the street going, ah! that's just what they do in Seattle. Since a wait for a private ambulance was about 30 minutes and the crowd continued to be hostile, Seattle Fire Department agreed to transport the man. All right. Seattle Fire to the rescue. Taking him in. After the blood draw was completed, the man was booked into King County Jail for investigation of DUI, obstruction, and driving with a suspended license. I'm surprised that's all he's got. Who knows? That's what's out there known now. Maybe he's got some other cases out there. Meanwhile, once police and fire crews had cleared the scene on Broadway, about two dozen people in the crowd marched in the street to the East Precinct, temporarily blocking traffic. Hmm. That's just nuts, right? The crowd eventually broke up. They, they so, they so badly, they so badly just wanted to march about something. So badly wanted to march. Ah, oh, we're all here. We're all pissed off because that guy that was drunk and fell asleep in the middle of the road and tried to fight the cops and tried to run. I mean, that guy, we support him. We support that guy. Now we're going to angrily march down to the East Precinct, which is only a couple of blocks. Is it? I think it's like three blocks to the east at that point in time. Broadway is a little bit to the west. We're going to march to the East Precinct. This is unfair. This is, I don't know, it's not against the law and didn't violate anybody's rights. And, you know, the police were there and the fire department was there basically 
to cover the whole public safety angle, we don't really have a reason as to why we're all worked up and we're aggressive and, you know, we made the cops call further backup because we're all just yelling ridiculous stuff, even though this guy was asleep, drunk in his car on a busy street, trying to fight. The- you see where I'm going? This is the kind of stuff major media doesn't cover. And all they cover is Seattle Police Department arrest uh, innocent victim, innocent victim. Okay, yeah. And an angry mob supports innocent victim. That's what so ma- mainstream social, social media would carry. But we just read the story and, you know, I added my perspective to it. And that's what's going on. That kind of craziness in Seattle is happening. And so unless you're over there and experiencing that kind of stuff, when you read these stories, take them with a grain of salt. Because oftentimes if, you know, they're, if you're not reading between the lines, the, the perspective on these stories is so backwards, so backwards. But this guy with his situation, you didn't leave much of an out. I mean, what can you say? The angry mob, they're just an angry mob. They're always going to be the angry mob. Don't really trust what they say. They're not peaceful. They're the angry mob. They're the ones you got to be watch out for. They're the ones that belong in jail because they're going to do something at some point that isn't just peaceful protesting. Yeah, they're going to bash out some windows. They're going to they're going to steal from some stores and then they're going to march to the East Precinct as they do. Hmm. Yeah. Seattle. That's what we got going. We got a little Recall campaign, we've got some angry mobs that, you know, are trying to help out their fellow human being who is apparently breaking a number of laws, got arrested for it. Mm, yeah, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing at Capitol Hill anyway. That's Capitol Hill. Wildly different story than the rest of Seattle. Not all the rest of Seattle. There's a bunch of YouTube channels that I have found just because of my demographics with all the Seattle stuff that goes in my headlines and stuff. There's a bunch of, of YouTube channels that they just have guys that drive around and look at the hookers on Aurora Avenue North, which is Highway 99 in Seattle. Literally just drive by and take video of all the hookers because apparently we're not arresting prostitutes at all anymore. Every now and then you hear of a a John case where they bust a bunch of Johns, you know, not guys named John, but people who are patronizing the services of prostitutes. Yes, you hear those, but actual busts of prostitutes, I you just don't read that anymore. Is that just a free for all? Did all of those units of police officers that once used to cover that kind of stuff, prostitution, since we defunded the police, are I'm guessing that those crimes are just like, well, not really doing anything crazy. We're just going to let it go. We got to focus on these, you know, actual people shooting other people, people having sex. We're not so worried about that anymore. That used to be a big deal. We used to be really worked up about that. Also used to be really worked up about the whole marijuana thing, but that's legal now. So we don't bust people for that. So we're just working on, yeah, we're just working on the, you know, the main crimes, especially since we got to funded. Is that what's going on? I mean, it feels like that to me. If you watch the number of channels that are out there, it's like shocking. Guys are getting good views on just driving around, taking some video, just literally down the public street. I see the uh, gym my son's girlfriend and my son used to work out at. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 
There's the gym. Uh, yeah, glad they don't work out there anymore. They work out here in Bellevue. They drive from Seattle to here in Bellevue because of stuff like that going on in Seattle. All right, that's it for me. That's some that's some good stuff right there, right? <laughs> I mean, that's just what we're doing. Thanks so much for being here. I hope those two podcasts back to back. I, I'm the two two topics. I hope those kind of made sense ish. All right. Thanks for being here. Thanks again for for uh, listening or watching or whatever you're doing. I will see you soon. Until then, stay safe. We'll talk again very, very soon. Bye for now. to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.